Welcome, adventurers. The life of a soldier is a dangerous one. At any moment you could be asked to risk your life in the defense of a land, in defense of its people, in the defense of ideals. Joel Rigetti's Speaking Stone Studio presents... Tales from the Dungeon Where in the hells is Corporal Devram? Captain Salgum muttered. Other than Seneschal Private, the captain was the only one who sat atop his horse. As he waited, he reined it alternately in circles to the left and then to the right. His unit was working quickly and efficiently to load up the supplies required for the undesirable task at hand. In truth, there was no hurry. The damage had already been done. But Private, Chief Seneschal of Lord Patron Othram's house, was sitting calmly on a horse watching him and his unit, face drawn into a thin line of distaste. Gods he hated taking civilians along on military operations. But the signed and sealed orders from the Lord Patron were quite clear. Sergeant Veltrex oversaw the preparations with measured steps, hawk-like stares, and the occasional barked command. Saddles and saddlebags were being cinched into place. Rations, tents, and other supplies necessary for the journey were being loaded and double-checked. In addition to the soldiers' personal weapons of choice, all were equipped with a longbow with twenty arrows and two pikes. These additional measures were at the recommendation of his scout, Private Hova, who was raised near Glint Cap. If we have any chance of taking one of them down, we've got to keep our distance, she had said with a frown on her face. Problem, Private? Captain had asked. She seemed as if she would let it pass, but then spoke. This is right, Mad Captain. People avoid those brutes for a good reason. Private, he said, waiting until he caught her shifting eyes. Glint Cap is gone, destroyed, and a few survivors all said the same thing. Don't make no sense, Captain. They're frightful to look at, sure, but in my experience, they avoid people more than we try to avoid them. Glint Cap been a town almost a hundred years now. Why now? Above my pay grade, Private, and the fact that it is not normal makes taking that monster out all the more important. Roshan and Bitterfall are both but a day's ride from Glencap. The private stared, frown persisting. Over eight hundred reported dead, private. Men, women, children, an entire village destroyed. Those people deserve justice. I need you for this mission, private. I need your head to be clear. The frown diminished, face becoming stern. A straight-back salute. Yes, Captain. The flurry of preparations neared an end. Each soldier mounted up after the sergeant had inspected their gear, ticking items off a wax tablet she held. With the sergeant talking to the last three soldiers, one horse remained empty. Where the hell was? The thought was interrupted by the personnel gate to the yard swinging open, and Corporal Devram pushing his way through, saddlebags slung over his shoulder. Captain Selgum scowled at him. Though the corporal caught his disapproving look, he made his way directly to the Seneschal. Private swung out of his saddle, and the two held a brief conversation in hushed tones. The corporal then turned 
walked directly to his horse and began to affix the saddlebags. What in Gorion was that? It was all the captain could do to not leap from his horse and beat the boy with the flat of his sword. Instead, he pulled directly next to the corporal. The soldier turned, looking up at him. His eyes were bloodshot, drinking again. If the boy wasn't such a savage on the battlefield, he would have long been drummed from Borgen's army. As it was, he spent more time on KP duty than any other soldier he had ever known. Care to explain yourself, Corporal? He barked. Won't happen again, Captain, he said, voice near hoarse. Let's be clear, Corporal. If we didn't have somewhere to be, you'd be cleaning latrines with your hands for the next week. Now mount up and pretend you have some understanding of what it means to be a soldier. He turned his mount. The remainder of his unit was astride their horses. He kicked his steed to pull alongside Pravit. Anything else before we depart? The official shook his head briefly in the negative. He turned. Sergeant. Company, fall in. The gate to the barracks yard was opened, and ten soldiers and one civilian clattered through. The village of Glintcap was a two-day ride north of Borgen. Today's destination was the town of Roshan, which lay a little past halfway between their point of origin and their goal. There was little discussion among the soldiers as they rode. The constant clatter of hooves and muffled squeaks of saddles dominated the majority of the day's travel. A somber mood hung over the unit, knowing the mission they had been tasked with was a dangerous one one which not all of them were guaranteed to return from. As they rode, Private Hove's words nagged at the back of the captain's mind. He knew little of the monster they rode to eliminate. The captain kicked his horse forward from his position at the back of the line to catch up with Seneschal Private. Mr. Private, the captain said in greeting, nodding his head. Private did not turn to look at him completely, but nodded ever so slightly. Captain Salgum but made no other indication he would talk. They rode in silence for several bars before Salgum spoke again, direct and to the point. It seems irregular for one of your stature to accompany a group of soldiers on such a potentially dangerous mission. Private's face wrinkled as if he had smelled something unpleasant. There is nothing false in what you say. Salgum's face darkened at Private's obtuse answer. My scout, Private Hova, is a native of the Glintcap region and says that an attack of this nature is highly irregular. The look of disdain hung on Private's face. That is not a question, Captain. A low grunt of irritation actually escaped Salgum before he responded testily. Me and my unit are highly decorated. Six of my soldiers, as well as myself, are seasoned veterans. Your presence implies a lack of trust or that there is something you know that I don't. I don't like either inference, Mr. Private. As Salgum finished, Private reined his horse to a stop. The captain did the same. A few curious glances were cast their direction as the column of soldiers rode by. However, Salgum's beet-red face was enough to keep them moving on with no questions asked. When the last soldier had passed, Private turned to look at Salgum. He spoke in an angry hiss. Lord Patron Othram's cousin was the mayor of Glintcap. 
I say was because reports indicate there was little left of her body to identify. My brother Farholt served as the mayor's secretary, a position he was granted as a favor to me from the Lord Patron himself. I say served because reports indicate that less of my brother remained than the mayor. Private paused to let his words sink in before continuing. I am here, Captain, because the Lord Patron is most understandably furious and wished for a first-hand account of this creature's death from someone he trusted, and it was all I could do to volunteer. Salgum's face flushed from its angry red to an embarrassed pink. So, Captain, you will excuse me if I have little care for your private's misgivings or your possibly hurt feelings. That monster destroyed an entire village. It killed mothers, daughters, fathers, sisters, and brothers. I care not for its motivations, Captain. The Lord Patron demands its death, and I am here to see it done. Private Stare held on him a few beats longer before he looked away. Do you have any other questions, Captain? No, Mr. Private, Salgum replied. Good, the Seneschal responded, kicking his horse back into a trot. We camp outside the walls of Roshan tonight, Captain. I want to get an early start tomorrow and have no desire to wait for wayward soldiers to find their way home from taverns. The unit arrived as Sol had set and made camp a mile east of the walls of Roshan. Under the keen eye of Sergeant Veltrix, the encampment was set up with its usual efficiency. A fire was made, and dinner was prepared and distributed. The night was as dreary as the ride, and it wasn't long before the soldiers were intense and softly snoring. After all but the sergeant and himself had taken to their tents, Salgum retrieved a wood pipe from a pocket sewn into the inside of his uniform and packed it with tobacco from a small pouch tied to his belt. Fishing a stick gingerly from the fire, he lit the pipe and deeply inhaled. He fixated on the orange glow at the end of the stick for a time before casting it back into the fire. The sergeant fished a small flask out of a similar pocket in her uniform, raised it silently toward the captain, and then took a swig. A bell passed, puffs of a pipe, sips of the flask, the crackle of the dying fire. The bell ended with the captain knocking the remaining tobacco residue out of his pipe, cleaning it with a small knife, and then returning it to the pocket in his uniform. He nodded to the sergeant, who raised her flask one more time, and then he retired to his tent as well. They broke camp before dawn and were already on the road and riding north as Sol peeked over the horizon. Two bells past lunch, they turned east onto the road to Glintcap. The ground rose quickly as they ascended into the foothills. The road followed a winding stream, and the tree-covered hills were steep to both the left and the right. A tension slowly replaced the somber mood. Soldiers on the alert. The horses sensed their riders' wariness and stepped nervously, needing to be reined in often to keep them from breaking into a trot. As dusk approached, Private Hova made her way back to the captain. Unexpectedly, the sour-faced private peeled off and followed Hova. Salgum gave two sharp whistles, and the column halted, Hova and Private stopping as they reached him. Salgum looked to Private and spoke to Hova. Report, Private. Flint Cap is three-quarters of Bell ahead. We won't know the state of the town without scouting, but the town green would be a good a place as any to set up. Private cut her off. 
I wish to avoid the village. A silence followed. Seneschal, what would be the benefit of... Private cut him off as well. I don't want to go through the village. The soldiers ahead turned to look back at the raised voice. Private didn't seem to care, turning to address Hova directly. I understand you are a native to the area. There must be a way to bypass the village. Hova frowned deeply at the seneschal before turning to look at the captain. Salgum considered, looking into Private's eyes, whose face turned red. Eventually, he turned his head away. It became clear to Salgum. Private was angry. Anger was what was keeping him together at this point. He didn't want that anger interrupted with sorrow before the task was done. Salgum nodded and then addressed the private. Do you, private? Know a way around? Hova's frown remained, but she nodded. There is a hunter's path that skirts the town to the north. We passed it a quarter bell back. It travels through a small vale. She then looked to private, speaking still to the captain. A hint of compassion snuck into her voice. We wouldn't have to see the village. Private's head hung lower, face turning a deeper red. Salgum nodded. Lead the way, Private. The vale turned out to be little more than a glorified ravine. They rode until well after dark before the steep hills opened up, revealing a clearing large enough for the unit to make camp. Even so, the camp was cramped, and tents were set up where they could fit instead of the usual orderly rows. They ate cold rations, and a watch rotation was set. The unit woke stiff and tired, a cold mist clinging to the ground. As camp was broken down, Captain Salgum squatted with Private Hova and Sergeant Veltrix. A map lay on the ground, corners pinned with rocks. Private stood over them, listening. Hova pointed out a general area, a day's ride north and west of Glint Cap, where Cyclops were rumored to reside, though she did emphasize that they were just rumors and that the area was avoided on principle, not any sightings that she was aware of. Private had huffed, and Salgum had ended the meeting with a, that's enough, Private, lead the way. There was little in the way of a proper road after a bell's ride, but Hova deftly guided them through canyons and ravines, up ridges, and along game paths. Salgum could tell by Hova's posture that she was going through the motions, lacking any belief the search would yield results. They rode on most of the day, stopping from time to time to split up and scout different areas, always returning with nothing to report. As the first signs of dusk painted the trees in shadowy gray, Salgum called for a halt. He ordered Hova to take Corporal Devram and scout for an area to make camp. The rest of the unit dismounted. Private was quite clearly in discomfort, being unaccustomed to days atop horseback. The unit talked quietly and drank water sparingly. Over a bell passed. Salgum was getting irritated. It was unlike Hova to be gone for this long. She rarely scouted further ahead than a half-bell's time. He chewed nervously on the stem of his unlit pipe. Finally, the sound of horse hooves returning. Salgum pushed to the front, preparing to let Hova know what he thought of her lengthy outing, until he saw her face. Her usual frown was gone, face an unmoving mask. She rode to where he stood and dismounted. Well, Private, Salgum asked stiffly. Hova cast an unreadable glance in the direction of Devram, 
who was also climbing down off his horse, then turned back to Salgum. Cyclops, Captain. Two ridges northwest of here. It seems Private Hova was wrong, and Captain Salgum and his unit will face the mighty Cyclops that laid waste to Glintcap. Join me next week for part two of Atrocity.